Your dirt lane model droop rule complaints are complete BS, and I've got a bunch of numbers today to prove you wrong. Let's go. It's Monday, August 22nd. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. I don't know about you, but I cannot believe the run that Jonathan Davenport is on right now in the late model world. No matter what else he did this season, he was going to lead the league in earnings for 2022 after the Eldora million score. But since then, he's just continued to do nothing but bank more cash and take home more crown jewel trophies. His latest exploit was the topless 100 at Batesville Motor Speedway with the Lucas Oil late model dirt series. And not only did he win, it was complete domination on the weekend. He led every lap on Friday night in the lone prelim feature and then was out front for all 100 laps on Saturday night. If we go back to the Silver Dollar Nationals at I-80 on July 22nd, Superman took control of that race on lap 74. Since then, he's won five straight races and has led 262 straight circuits. It was the final seven at I-80, then all 25 at Florence in his split field feature, all 100 in the North-South 100 main event, and all 130 laps this weekend. And you can also include all 100 laps with the Ward of Outlaws during his dominating win at the USA Nationals as well. That's four crown jewels in just a few weeks. He's now got 17 total wins on the season. I don't know what they figured out, but that 49 machine has been on absolute rails lately. Michael Rigsby had an interesting tweet this weekend. We haven't seen a lead change in the Prairie Dirt Classic, USA Nationals, North-South 100, and Topless 100 all in a row. Pretty crazy stuff and something Rigsby said we might never see again. Uh, through all of this, though, I'm seeing people complaining about the racing and the obvious culprit to them is the droop rule. I'm not sure I agree, though. I think things have been pretty good in late model racing this year, and we have some numbers to back that up. For example, the topless 100 this year had 94 total changes uh, in positions from start to finish. The hard charger was Kyle Beard. He went 27th to 10th. Hudson O'Neill finished second after starting 16th. So you can't claim that it's difficult to pass when you have guys making moves like that in a feature. And as a direct comparison, the topless 100 a year ago with no droop roll only had 61 total position changes from start to finish. How about number of race winners? One year ago with Lucas, Sands Droop Rule, 15 total winners on the season. This year with Droop Rule, already 16 different winners. And if you want to, we can go back to 2020. No Droop Rule in 2020. Jimmy Owens flat out handled Lucas that season. 11 wins on the year, more than Davenport right now. Owens led 775 laps, which was almost 31% of total laps completed. Right now, JD has led 456 total laps, which is just a little more than 20%. So even with all of the time out front we've seen the 49, he's still not nearly on pace for what Owens did two years ago. The Outlaws have had the droop rule now for multiple years. Right now, they've got 17 different winners on the season and a whole bunch of dudes that have led laps and made a ton of passes. So if you're going to start talking about blaming something for what you call bad racing, you better have some evidence. Because right now, I'm not seeing it. I would love for you to jump in the comments and let me know what your take is and why you think the droop rule is creating bad racing and what your evidence for and what your explanation of bad racing is. Because I'm not seeing it right now. The racing hasn't been bad. You've just seen one guy and one team have a really good run. And I don't know why we can't just say that. Why there always has to be a problem or a reason in a situation like this. It can't just be that these guys have figured something out and they're just really fast right now. Anyway. In the race for the Lucas Championship, Tim McCready extended yet again. He finished one spot ahead of Brandon Shepard on Saturday night. 
So with Port Royal up next, the gap between the two is 205 points. The rumble by the river at Port happens this coming Friday and Saturday. And the other big money show from the weekend was the Jackson Nationals up in Minnesota for the World of Outlaws Sprint Cars. They had weather problems both Thursday and Friday, which were supposed to be prelim nights. So they ran a double header on Saturday. The afternoon show got a little messy with the track taking rubber late, and we did have some attrition and a few cautions. Logan Schuhart led early, but Carson Macedo was able to take advantage of the shifting track conditions and get by on lap 17 for the top spot. On the final lap, though, Macedo got trapped in behind the lap car of Noah Gas and Schuhart pounced, grabbing the lead and taking the win. Macedo had to settle for second with Jacob Allen also on the podium. In the big show on Saturday night, though, Macedo couldn't be stopped. He drove up from eighth to take the lead on lap 17 and went unchallenged from there. Jacob Allen finished second after leading 16 laps and David Gravel was third. Everyone in the top five in the standings was able to make up some ground on Brad Sweet uh, on Saturday. So right now it's 60 back to Gravel, 96 to Macedo, 138 to Shelton Hodgenshield, and 170 to Donnie Schatz. Uh, so that gap of 60 back to Gravel at two points per position, about two points per position, uh, is 30 spots right now. And all of those gaps are smaller than they were before the weekend. The Big Cat didn't have a terrible day on Saturday, but finishes of 11th and 8th did allow those guys to close up. Uh, the series heads to North Dakota this coming weekend for races at River Cities and Red River Valley before they begin the trek west for the fall West Coast swing. And one quick schedule note, the series race on July 8th at 34 Raceway that was postponed has now been canceled outright because no suitable replacement date could be found. Uh, head over to worldofoutlaws.com for uh, ticket details if you need a refund if you hold tickets for that event. And over the weekend with the Ward of Outlaws Lay Models, we got two of three shows completed with Sunday at Tri-City Lost Terrain. Friday at Williams Grove, it was all Shane Clanton. He was quickly by pole sitter Ryan Gustin at the start and ended up leading all 40 laps. Max Blair finished second with Gustin in third. I thought the locals would be stronger at the Grove, but Outlaw full-timers actually bagged six of the top eight finishing positions. Uh, and it really didn't look good for me at the Grove because I picked Greg Satterley to, uh, Satterley to win and he wasn't even there. Uh, on Saturday at Sharon, Ryan Gustin was fast again, but not as fast as Devin Moran. Moran slipped by the Reaper on lap 11 in traffic and drove off to the win. It was Moran's first outlaw victory of the season. Uh, we know he's won a ton on the Lucas side, especially early in the season, but hadn't won yet with the outlaws. Gustin and Clan competed the Knights podium. Weekend finishes of 4th and 7th mean that Dennis Herb Jr.'s points lead is still really safe, headed to Davenport Speedway this week. Uh, they've got three nights of racing coming up. And the All-Stars also had one of their three nights of racing ran out over the weekend with Sunday's show at Weed Sport Lost Terrain. Friday at Outlaw Speedway, uh, we had a fun early battle between Tyler Courtney and Brent Marks, but the 19 took over for good on lap eight, and then Danny Dietrich couldn't run him down late in lap traffic. Marks bagged his third All-Star win of 2022, topping Dietrich and Corey Eliason. Justin Peck took another hit in the point standings with a flat right rear tire uh, while running second in that race. He ended up 12th on the night. On Saturday at Utica, Rome, Brett Marks started on the pole and led the first nine laps, but Peck was on a mission to bounce back, and he got that high side rolling to perfection. He took the lead on lap 10 and then basically just disappeared. Uh, his margin of victory at the end was over four seconds. Uh, Tyler Courtney finished second with Marks in third in that one. Even with the win, though, Sunshine was able to stretch the lead to 118 now over Peck with five straight days of racing starting this Wednesday at the Bloomsburg Fair Speedway. Also wanted to quickly give a shout out to Corey Elias and two Phila Knights in the McGee 11 and two top five runs. And I feel like we haven't mentioned the win pick numbers lately, so here's a quick update right now. I'm at 46 correct picks and 196 races this season. Now that's about 23.5%. The win prediction formula is absolutely getting crushed. Uh, it's 22 for 196 or 11%. 
couple of other schedule notes for you. Saturday's Bettenhausen 100 at the Illinois State Fairgrounds was postponed to uh, October 15th because of morning rain. Cody Swanson won the pavement show at Worldwide Technology Raceway on Friday. And the ASCS tweeted earlier today that this weekend's shows at Dodge City for the National Tour have been canceled. We'll see the ASCS again on September 2nd at Red Dirt Raceway. Should have switched the screens there. Uh, other weekend open wheel winners included Jordan Goldsberry and Jake Blackhurst with the IRA. Scotty Theo was none too pleased with Blackhurst last night at Angel Park after last lap contact between those two front runners. Kenna McIntosh swept the Power Eye Midget Weekend between Charleston and Macon. Steve Buckwalter won at Williams Grove. Scotty Thiel did pick up a MOA win at Lincoln. Dominic Selzy won the Johnny Key Classic at Ocean with the Sprint Car Challenge Tour. Logan Wagner took Port Royal and Brian Brown topped Roger Crockett and Ayrton Jeniton in the Power Eye Winged 410 show at the Missouri State Fair Speedway. Other weekend late model winners included Ricky Weiss bagging more than 20 grand at Richmond Raceway. Ashton Winger won with the ULMS at Lernerville. Mike Spatola was a Mars winner at Kankakee. And AJ Demo won the $5,000 limited show at Cedar Lake. Uh, there are just two items on the streaming schedule for today. The Cushion has 305s and vintage cars from Fremont Speedway, and there is Flow Racing 24-7. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the show today. Have a good Monday. If you have thoughts about the topics on today's show, please leave them in the comments below or tweet at me. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily.